Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Let's go in-depth on Hawkeye Sports with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Hawk Central, powered by G-Mix 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Welcome to Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. Be a slightly abbreviated version of Hawk Central. We'll be off at 645 for Iowa Wild Hockey tonight, but that's okay. Chad Lysico's got his sprinting shoes on today. How you, <laughs> how you doing, man? Doing all right. This has been a weird day, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has been. It has been. We started the show. Chris sent me a text at like 730 this morning, and it was in all capital letters, we're leading the show with baseball. And then okay, at about twelve, okay. and then about twelve thirty, he called me and he said, "Never mind, we we've got flight tracker information that we've got to start following." So we ended up uh, changing our show a little bit, and I figured we'd probably start that same place here. We'll bring in our friend Mark Emmert. Mark, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Doing well. This uh, this story that popped out today, and Chris and I kind of had to. Uh, audible our show a little bit and start talking about this Fran McCaffrey to Arkansas rumor. Can you just kind of get us up to speed with what you know or what you've heard or how much validity you think there is to this? Well, I, I think I've heard what you've heard. Um, I don't think anybody knows, but uh, it does seem like there's a lot of smoke here this time. So I think there is something to this one in terms of there was some interest, um, at least one side there and maybe both. Chad, what's your take on this? Is there... How did you find out about this? Maybe let's just let's hear your how you heard about this or what you've done. Yeah, the uh, I guess the latest update is. I mean, if we had news, we would report it. Uh, that right now, there's it's just a lot of conjecture. Uh, Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, did uh, reach did uh, make contact with Fran. Um, he said no, there's nothing there. Um, you know, whether you believe that, it's up to you. Um, I you know I tend to believe that uh, a, a plane that. Went from Fayetteville, Arkansas, to Iowa City, to Minneapolis, to Reno, Nevada, to California. Um, on a day, which when, is where Steve day, Alford is. Yeah, on a day uh, when all of coaches in those cities were linked back to yeah, that job. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's at least you know uh, evidence evidence of some you know point of contact potentially. I mean, it's not it's not hard evidence, but right. but I I mean my. You know, my sources tell me there's really not a lot to the Arkansas thing, but I I wouldn't discount um, other openings maybe if they come up. Let's say, let's say Jamie Dixon goes to UCLA, Mick Cronin goes to Virginia Tech. Uh, he just did, yeah. Oh, yeah Jamie Dixon okay. is, yeah. Well, gone. See, I think TCU. I, I don't buy that one either, but we'll see. Uh, I think Cincinnati would probably be the most uh, have the most validity to it. I mean, that's a team that just saw Iowa beat them um, and, and saw Fran McCaffrey. You know, a guy that's been to four NCAA tournaments in six years. You know, maybe being able to to do some things with he likes length. Cincinnati likes length. I mean, there's some there's some commonalities there. I mean, this is all just us talking. Right. I mean, there's right. no. That's... But uh, that that to me that would make more sense. Uh, it's it's hard for me to, re- I mean, wrap my head around the fact that you know, Arkansas would want a guy that was suspended for berating an official this year who turned sixty in May. Um, you know that that's the guy they're going to go after. Now maybe that's their fourth option, um, but I'm 
We're just, I mean, like I said, we're just talking. These aren't, these aren't facts. These are just yeah. opinions right now at this point. We've pretty much shared everything that we know. Right? I mean, what, the things that we know, we've shared. We know that he, there was a story that linked him, linked Fran McCaffrey to the Arkansas job. We know a tweet, yeah. Okay, a tweet. Thank you. But we know that a flight tracker information showed a flight hitting all those cities that you mm-hmm. talked about, including the other coaches' hometowns that were in this tweet. That's about what we know. We also know, know Rob Howe reached out to Fran McCaffrey, and we know Fran McCaffrey wrote back a one-word answer, no. Yeah, and the, the <laughs> yeah, and the, and the the person I reached out to at Iowa, you know, said that absolutely he did not meet with Arkansas, hundred um, percent. Um, but doesn't mean I mean that doesn't mean an agent didn't. It doesn't mean some contact didn't. Doesn't mean they they may have met with Barty. I mean, we just that stuff. I don't know. Right. Um, I, I can't say for sure. Let's but, talk about something maybe that we do know. Right. Uh, we did find out that. Is there anything else well, you want to add with this Fran thing? Let I'll me let ask you, you guys. Let okay, me just throw a question to you guys. Do you would if if by chance Fran McCaffrey took another job would. I'll ask you first, Ross. You're a Hawkeye. You're the fan in the room here. Yeah. Well, how would you feel about that? How would you feel about Fran McCaffrey? This sounds horrible. I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I said this before the tournament started that I'm I'm kind of worn out by all. I'm fatigued. I'm fatigued by Hawkeye fans fighting with each other about Fran McCaffrey. Um, you know, we we take phone calls on a regular basis here, Chad. It's hard to tell if somebody is a Hawkeye fan or not. And because sometimes you get a guy that calls in and says, I'm a diehard Hawkeye fan, can't stand the basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And you get the other calls, too. They go, you know, I'm not a Hawkeye fan, but I think Fran has done a good job, and I think he seems like a great coach. I'm just exhausted by it. And at this point, if it happened, I think I would say, you know, extend a hand, say best of luck to you, thanks for a couple of great years, and let's go Hawks. <laughs> go find, let's go find who's next and onward and upward. That would be my response to it. Mark, do you get a feel f- uh, for anything? Um, with you know, if he left, would there be disappointment? Would there be frustration? Would there be happiness? Uh, I think there'd be probably a combination of all of those. Actually, um, I mean, yeah, it's tough to know. I don't know that he's really beloved by the fans here. I don't know that it would be. You know, it wouldn't be um, obviously if Kirk Ferentz were to leave, that wouldn't be the same reaction, or or Lisa Bluter or Tom Brands. I think. Um, I think Ross kind of hit it on the head there when he talks about the way the fans are seeing this. Um, I'm a little surprised by all this all of a sudden. I, I'm just not sure when he became such a hot commodity in the I just, world. I don't think yeah. he is, honestly. But I don't. Yeah. It doesn't mean one. It's just like an NFL like, draft. Like, of one person sees I think, something yeah. there. Chad, I like the way you said that. He might be their fourth option. Yeah, doesn't mean he's not right. going to be the Steve option. Alford's name is out there too. So that's yeah. Told you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's not like a major. <laughs> Give Iowa fans full circle here. That would be unbelievable, <laughs> wouldn't it? It came down to those two. Um, right. Let me let me jump in with one okay. other thing. Uh, I mean, I have done obviously I have done some reporting on this and you know, trying to just find out what's there. And, and we would write something if there was something there. And right now there's not. Um, the only other thing I would mention is um, from the from kind of the reporting I have done. I do, I feel pretty confident saying if he did leave, there would not be mass transfers unless their last name is McCaffrey. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's not uh, something that there would be that fans would need to worry about. I guess. Um, in my opinion, in my reporting, that uh, you know that stuff, you wouldn't be worrying about losing. You know, go down the starters, Garza. You yeah, wouldn't. I mean, yeah, you, you're not worried about Jordan Bohannon transferring out for his senior year. Yeah, they, not, they're more. Weez Camp would be another one. I think that he might be the top one that you'd worry about because he has mm-hmm. a pretty close connection to the family. But I mean, you're gonna. Uh, yeah, Weez I mean, Camp's always wanted to be a Hawkeye too. Right. So. Right. Yeah. 
anyway, so there's that. And um, I don't know. What do you got? I mean, the last thing I would say is, uh, as far as the the salary goes, uh, you look at the Cincinnati jobs. You look at the the other jobs, Arkansas jobs. It's very very similar. And I I, I would not. I don't think it would be about money if Fran did want to leave and had an opportunity to leave. I think it would be more kind of like Alford back in 2007, maybe just a fresh fresh start. Yep. I mean, and I would even go so far, Chad, as to say it would be a fresh start from the fans because he can't have any. As far as where I sit, he can't have any ill will towards Gary Barta. Gary Barta's done a. He has to love working for Gary Barta. He's gotten everything he wanted from a contract mm-hmm. extension. He's Gary Barta has had his back on nearly every play that Fran McCaffrey's wanted to have. He now he suspended him twice, but both of those were. I mean, I feel like he they, suspended him once. He yeah, makes clear. thank you. They tend to suspend him the other time. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. He's kind of had an out and an excuse mm-hmm. for these well, disciplinary the actions. Don't forget that. That's exactly that's kind what of simmering about. behind all this, right? I mean that. You know. So I would, I mean, Mark, am I misstating this? And Chris Williams said this on Fanatics. Like, from his position, even he sees Gary Barta as very much a friend of Fran McCaffrey's, and Fran should be bending over backwards to continue to work for a guy who seemed to have done so much for Fran. Overstating that at all? No, I mean, I think all their major coaches should probably feel that way, right? Yeah. You know, Rick Heller, you know, obviously uh, Kirk Ferentz, they, they all kind of seem to get what they want. Yeah, no doubt about it. Go ahead, Chad. One more thought I want to post to you guys. I mean, again, we're just talking here. We're not talking about facts. We're just we're on radio. We're talking about opinions. Speculate. I mean, we're just having conversation. But I want to say this: if this thing, just say, let's say this whole thing, whatever it is, turns into a, a bigger raise and an extension and a bigger buyout for Fran McCaffrey, even by a marginal level, how would how would that go over? I would say I know what I would say. Uh, lead balloon. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way I'd put it. Yeah. There would be outrage, yeah, no question. Yeah, Chad. He just got one. Exactly well, right. He just got an extension of a year. He just got a bonus for making the NCAA tournament. And I know that. Well, bonus or raise? He got a well, raise. He just got, uh, he just got a $400,000 raise oh, by yeah. making the NCAA tournament. Right. Now, uh, it would have been a $50,000 raise had he not, but it, instead it, it kicked up to four hundred, And that's over the life of the contract. So essentially, I've done the math. Um, he essentially gave himself a $2.1 million raise over the lifetime of the contract just by getting into the tournament. And the buyout still remains in the seven uh, low $7 million mark. Um, and then if Fran does leave, he does owe the university $2 million. So that's another thing to factor in. Now, would Iowa waive that if he decided to leave? Perhaps. Uh, you know, if they if they didn't. They My could. Gosh, they could Chad, choose to do I, that. I will, t- I will answer your question. If, he, if this is a ploy or tactic to leverage for another raise... Or extension on his contract. Well, I'm just saying, if you're Gary Barta, I mean, you'd be, in my opinion, you would be foolish to fall for that. Hundred percent. I would absolutely agree with that. Perfect word for it. Barta'd be foolish to do it. He's done other things. I mean, he's up to two point seven million. That's very commensurate for Big Ten salaries. Um, Man, Uh, uh, Chad, I hope that that's not the case. But lead balloon, and we'll be. I'll be. I, I would be upset. I mean, I really would. That. I, I, didn't, I hadn't eyes. even considered it until you said it, man. You kind of upset me here a little bit. Like, my blood's hotter now than it was a few seconds ago. Well, remember when the secret extension happened? Um, you know, that was one of the things that Barta came out and said, that there had been a couple of Power 5 opportunities for Fran right. Uh, right. behind that. And so I'm just – all I'm saying is if there if there's even one 
possible opportunity, even if it's a pay cut, slight pay cut, slight you know lateral move. You know, does Gary Barta find some money somewhere to? to I don't know. I'm just saying. I was just wondering how you guys would feel about it. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know how Ross. Feels. I hate to speak for all of all Hawkeye fans, but I think I'm I'm pretty safe in saying I don't think anybody'd be too excited about that. Interesting. Let's talk about some things that have happened with this team since we were on last week. We do know now Macy Daly mm-hmm. uh, is transferring away from the team. Mark is. Anything we should look into this with Macy Daly? Uh, I think a lot of Hawkeye fans are remembering the Gary Dolphin stuff and trying to draw some sort of line there. Uh, so first of all, let's start with Macy Daly. Any insight into what his plans are? No, I have not talked to Macy. I mean, I, I think it's not a big surprise. I'm actually surprised he stayed for three years because um, was just—I never really saw a role for him on this in this you know, on this roster. And he never really found one either. And that's—I uh, mean, if he wants to play, this is his time to go play somewhere, probably at a little bit of lower level. If he saw what Brady Ellingson did last year, mm-hmm. yeah, that certainly has to be weighing pretty heavily on him. Yeah, but you yeah, do- he does make you wonder. Like maybe that Dolphin thing, maybe it's just kind of soured his, his whole experience here. I mean, yeah. obviously he was dragged into that for for really no reason, and, and it was mm-hmm. pretty unfortunate from his perspective. So that, there could be something to that yeah. as well. Completely agree with that. You nice get kid, it- really nice yeah. kid. Yeah. And Chad, I mean, I I thought of the Brady Ellingson thing as soon as I saw that. I, that was a great fit for Brady. He helped Drake a lot. That the type of place you see Macy landing? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's from Ohio. Maybe you see him go closer to home in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm. It's interesting. You look at the, I don't, we don't follow the NIT very much unless one of one of the Iowa teams is in it. But uh, a team named Lipscomb is actually in the NIT final, and, and a transfer from the Hawkeyes named Andrew Fleming plays for oh, Lipscomb. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you, it, these guys can find you know success success elsewhere. I mean, he's not a big time player for that team, but he's on the team, scores a little bit. So anyway, there, it's a chance for Macy to get a fresh start, maybe you know more playing time. As his, I mean, he probably doesn't have a pro career ahead of him. No, I mean, no offense. No, that's uh, a- you know. Maybe enjoy that last year or two. Mark, you didn't get a chance to speak with Macy Daly, but you did get a chance to talk to Luca Garza. Am I right about that? What have you learned about his plans for the future? Yeah, actually, not. I didn't talk to Luca, um, but uh, I just confirmed uh, through a source there that uh, I mean, there has been some rumors out there. I guess that he was considering a transfer, and that's absolutely not true. He's uh, he's a Hawkeye through and through, and he he will be back next year. Okay, now does that? Does that give us any indication about what is – I assumed Luca was a guy that would go do this NBA evaluation thing. Not that I think Luca Garza is a dude that gets drafted. Right. But just because it seems like the thing to do if you are have the aspirations of playing professionally. It, but, Mark, do you do you know if Luca's planning on doing the NBA evaluation? No, no I, I don't think he's made up a decision on that yet. Okay. Um, I, I'm starting to think maybe he won't. Um, you know, he had he had a really tough summer last year, as we all recall. Yeah, with the surgery with and the, with that yeah. surgery and things, and maybe uh, maybe he wants a little more relaxed uh, off season this time. That's a good point. That's a good. Uh, point. I mean, I, I'm sure that that evaluation would be handy for him, but uh, you know, he's got another two years of eligibility left, mm-hmm. and a lot of chances to prove himself uh, at that level if he wants to. Any other uh, nine pound cysts he plans on having <laughs> removed? <laughs> no more. All right, let's. Uh, uh, anything on uh, Moss or Cook yet? Uh, the, uh, yeah, nothing yet. Okay. Um, you know, I think obviously Cook, you know, has every right to go through the process, go all the way through the draft this time if he wants to, and return. Um, and then as far as Moss goes, I think there's a lot of speculation that he could transfer since he's a fourth year guy. But uh, my understanding is he's not not close to graduating yet, so he could not do that as an option. So I think for him, it's either pro or come back. 
Mm. My favorite story of the week was uh, Jordan Bohannon stealing the NCAA March Madness <laughs> rug and then having having the balls to tweet out at the NCAA that he was holding that rug hostage until the players could make money off of their likeness. Mark, I, I thought that was kind of a, a funny story. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I, I did too. Actually, just to clarify, Nicholas Bear has the rug. Um, but he had sent uh, Jordan a Snapchat of the rug in his apartment. And so once the Jordan Bohannon saw that story, I think he might have seen the Wall Street Journal story about players. It was, it was apparently a very popular souvenir in the NCAA tournament, people to steal those rugs. A bear wasn't the only one to do that. And uh, so... Bohanna put two and two together and tweeted out that picture, and kind of uh, he said he kind of felt a little bad for for Nicholas to drag him into that. He actually tagged Nicholas in his tweet, and uh, yeah, he he doesn't miss any chance to tweak the NCAA. I mean, I think that's clearly what it was. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of players feel the way he does, but uh, he he kind of likes to go out of his way. Now, real quick, Mark, point. I just got to make sure because you you alluded to maybe that there was some trouble for Nicholas in this or or, or some blowback in any way. Is that is. No, no. I, okay. I mean, they, they checked with the NCAA. The NCAA they cleared it. The rugs are the rugs are good. You can have the rugs. The NCAA can come out and say that. You can have hangers too. Honestly, so you can have and you can have a towel. I think uh, I think Jordan said he took a towel out of that. Yeah, but it and, uh, that was, but it has that to say body good. armor on it, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Right. Yeah. So he, he said he's got a couple little trinkets, but uh, he was joking about how much that ten dollar rug must have meant to the NCAA, and you could tell it was all fun. <laughs> I love Jordan. That's awesome. He's so funny. That he was is, my that was out there. Probably my favorite thing of the week, Mark. Uh, you had. Up to yeah. the the final four this week, right? I'm already up here. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, didn't I think know that, that plane dropped him off. Ah, the, is that what that plane was doing? <laughs> now it all ties together. You made a trip to L.A. to get some sun, and now you're back. Okay. Yep. You know, Mark used to be a UCLA uh, student. I think temporarily, right, Mark? Yeah. So maybe for two days. I did that. Uh, I did that I, at DMAC, Mark. I did the two day. I, I did the two day degree at DMAC. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I don't have a degree. No, yeah. God, no. Okay. I appreciate you. They can really that, throw people off with a Mark Emmert on a flight tracker. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got his own entrance here to the NCAA. I saw it on the map. There's like a Mark Emmert entrance to the uh, arena. Oh, so you I'm should go for that, man. That. Yeah, you got to my in. credential. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Hire a couple guys in suits. Let's look at like my, my security. Yeah, uh, okay, this guy's in there. This guy doesn't look like much, but I guess his name's Mark Emmert. You know, Mark, you're going up there. <laughs> you're going up there to cover tech. Well, I'm, I'm covering it for USA Today. Okay. Um, and kind of, and the, and they've got a paper. Uh, we have a paper from Texas. Gannett has a paper in Texas that has uh, one beat writer up here, and they could use a little more help. So the first two days, like Friday, Saturday, I'll be writing all Texas tech stories. That is correct. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to hang out at the coaches' convention to write a piece for USA Today about what kind of goes on behind the scenes with all those coaches hanging out, trying to get jobs. So I'm really hoping to write oh. a friend. Yeah. <laughs> or, there might be uh, one up there. Miller or somebody. Of yeah, note. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, see, uh, I'll see who I see. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, let's uh, – Offered maybe. Yeah, exactly. one of them or, oh, or one less. Keep You're it. in the right spot, man. <laughs> Process of elimination might happen there also. All right, Anthony, our buddy calling in from Des Moines, he wants to change subjects just a little bit here. Anthony, how are you, buddy? Oh, not too bad. How you doing there, Ross and Chad? Hey, Anthony. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. Uh, the question is, ever since I got a little bummed out by the women's basketball over the week, over this past weekend, and, you know, what a year they had this year. And my heart goes out to that Lisa Bluter and her three seniors, and they're going to be sorely missed this offseason. And uh, my question is for you there, Chad, who's going to replace Megan Gustafson? Hannah Stewart, and Tanaya Davis this next season. What's the future going to be for them next year? And also, what's the uh, future going to be for the uh, 
the men's basketball as well, too. And uh, I'll hang up and listen, and uh, go Hawks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Anthony. Love hearing from you, buddy. All right, Chad, that was a, a tough one to watch with uh, that Baylor team is so good, so tall. I was telling Dixie Wooten in that last segment, mm-hmm. I've never seen a basketball team that was able to pass the ball in the lane above their shoulders yeah. so effortlessly. I mean, when you've got three girls that are above 6'7", it, um, it just was almost impossible to defend, it seemed at times. They're so long. Yeah, and the and kind of the bummer of it, and I know you, I know what you're feeling, Anthony, there, is that Iowa just didn't play well. Yeah. Uh, just And they, they were not 32 points worse than Baylor. Uh, they'd missed so many layups, uh, made some silly turnovers, um, very uncharacteristic. So if you just tuned in for that game, Thinking, what was all the hype about about this women's team? It was just a really, it was almost like the Rose Bowl <laughs> three yeah, years a ago. Horrible matchup against Baylor. Uh, That's a tough. You know team. what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, yes, yeah, as, as far as the future, I mean, as far as the future goes, Anthony, this is, uh, you know, this is the best Bluter has done in her 19 years. Uh, the best Iowa's program has done in 26. Uh, so this was a really high watermark for the team. Obviously, they're going to be rebuilding. Um, they have a couple posts, young posts coming up. Uh, one is named Amanda Olinger, who. Um, you know, played a little bit this year. Uh, they're gonna, they're, but they're still gonna have two good guards in Mackenzie Meyer and uh, Kathleen Doyle um, to to at least build around. But they're they're not gonna be anywhere near an Elite Eight team next year. I mean, the thing that you hope for if you're a, a women's basketball fan is the recruiting side of things picks up from this, and I think it has. I think they're getting some good recruits, so I think they could be a Sweet Sixteen staple, uh, maybe at a at a peak but man when you look at the Baylors and the Notre Dames and the Yukons of the world it's I, I put it this way to, to people that didn't quite understand women's basketball it's like there's four or five Alabama footballs in women's and there's just once you get once you face those teams it's you gotta be absolutely on Perfect. to, to, bet it, to right. beat them right. and, and you, Iowa just wasn't the other night Iowa Wild going to start on KX Snow here at 645, which means we got a sprint here. For about the next 20, 22 minutes, we're going to talk about football, and there's actually some big football news. Yeah. Maybe, you, maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't. We're going to start this next segment letting you know about a position change happening into a position of need, but maybe away from a position of need. We'll talk about that with uh, Mark and Chad. It's Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everything you need to know about the Hawkeyes. It's Hawk Central with the Des Moines Register, powered by G Makes Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. All right, here we go, Hawk fans. 15 minutes till we throw things down to the Iowa Wild. We've got Mark Emmert and Chad Leistico hanging out with us, and we want to chat some football for the last 12, 15 minutes of this program. All right, Chad, let's start with this. We got a little bit of news. 
from linebackers coach Seth Wallace and defensive line coach Kelvin Bell, Amani Jones making a position change to defensive end. Yeah, or edge defender. As okay. You, either or. Now, Wallace called him a defensive end. Bell called him an edge defender. Same thing. Yeah. Tomato, uh, tomato. Exactly. Uh, the only difference is he won't be, his hand won't be in the ground, so he'll kind of look like a linebacker out there. At least that's the, the way they're portraying it now. Uh, we don't get to go into spring practices, uh, except tomorrow for like 20 minutes. But uh, now I know the Raider package is something a little more, mm-hmm. but it always had that look, right? The, the linemen were never down. The linemen didn't have a hand right, on the but this ground. Is, this, this is, is more just, on the outside. Okay. Uh, the idea being, um, at least this is what they're sharing with us, and like I said, we haven't seen this, but the idea being here's a linebacker with a lot of strength, a lot of pop. I mean, this is a guy that makes hard tackles, He's as we've seen on special teams. Uh, that they want uh, to just kind of unleash and and defensive end you can you can do a little less thinking at defensive end when you're because you're that much closer to the ball, uh, but they also like his coverage skills and I think that's the one area where um, Iowa can get a lot better. We've seen Iowa get burned, you know those flat pa- to passes to the running back. That's that's been a notorious problem for Iowa's four three defense, and so yeah, that's. Uh, they're threatening to go to a, a bit of a 3-4 at times. We'll see if gonna, they can make I, that move. I was move, just going to have Mark walk us through the math on this because, Mark, we went from the, the traditional 4-3 to a 4-2-5, but now all of a sudden you talk about moving one of those linebackers, putting him on his feet, really looks a lot more like a 3-4. Where are we with all the math? I don't know, maybe it's a 3-3-5. I mean, mm-hmm. you didn't ask that question. You can still have the cash out there, right? Right. Yep. The thing is, they're going to do is they got to find a cool nickname for that position because you can't just say three four. It's got to be. They got to call it something. Yeah. End rusher is so not that's good. That's good that. End defender. No, what they say? What was word they were using? End defender. Yeah. Edge. Edge, Edge defender. Come on. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a. Yeah. Sounds like a bad cool. guy in a video right. game. We got fifteen minutes. We'll come up with something. <laughs> so the the one that Hooker played is Cash. We know that. Right. Um, we know that the Nickelback is Star. That's a. That's another. Semantic difference. So we got. Can we can we call a position boom? Yeah, there you go. He's our he's our boom linebacker. I like it. I'm in. Right. Okay. I'll he's suggest just... that. I'm gonna. I'll suggest that tomorrow. Man, I hope that takes off. That would be, be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll claim that as a team. Okay, that'll be a hot. Nah, it was you. It was you. Yeah, yeah we can. That way, if it, it fails, good idea yeah. for you and Emmert. You guys can distance yourself. <laughs> good idea with that. Less than two years ago, you couldn't even talk about this, though, right? I mean. It, Am I misstating that? When you would oh, yeah, talk yeah. about a 3-4, three, three, like, whoa! Yeah, no, no, no. We're never changing. <laughs> you know, that was... But, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a good I think it's a good sign that they're, they're being flexible. I think that in the... You know, the spring is a time to try new things. Try stuff out. And that's apparently where they they gave the four two five a whirl last year, and then they just didn't unfurl it until um, October last year. But, uh, yeah, this is a good time to work out the kinks. And, and Mark, I think... I mean, you've written about Imani Jones. I've written about Imani Jones. Yeah, this is a guy that seems like he needs to be on the field somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's he's a, he's a big guy. He's very strong, and I think yeah, that's probably what the thinking is that they they've got uh, one less linebacker position anyway. So there's there's already mm-hmm. 17 guys there competing for basically two spots, and they've got. Uh, I mean, I, the thing that I'm curious about is like their two best linemen are defensive ends. So obviously you're not going to put them on the field and take Epinesa off or Golston off and move one of those guys inside then when Jones is out there because you would hate to. I and mean, what would fans think if they, if they sent Amani Jones out there and took Epinesa off of that package? I mean, yeah, I would think like they've got, they've got to think that through a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, we we since we haven't seen it, but my my theory yeah. would be that Epinesa 
and Golston, and then a, def- a nose tackle would be down lineman right. in that case. Right. That would be my yeah. suspicion. So it really would look a lot like a 3-3-5. Three, three, yeah, 3-4, three, 3-3-5, three, three, yeah. Yeah. Because you could have even three, four, a four. You could Mark. Have, I think you bring up a good question there, though, about how exactly <laughs> how exactly this works. That's what it's got to be, Chad. I mean, because Mark's right. You can't take one of those defensive ends that we're going to spend the next couple of months raving no, about these guys, no, getting no. excited about what they can do for this defense. I, I think Chad's right there when he when he just how he just said. Yeah. You just but you, yeah, yep. there. to do that, you got to have a, a stout nose tackle. The, the defenses that do that, their nose tackles are usually about three hundred and forty pounds, and Iowa doesn't have anybody like that. Uh, the closest Maybe thing, Calvin Bell. yeah. <laughs> the closest thing might be Davion Nixon, and not to start his hype train again. But oh, here uh, we go! Oh my God! Golston, Nixon, Epinesa, and Jones. Look at that! You just blew up. You just blew up the radio. <laughs> the dream defensive line for Iowa oh, fans. My. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. All right, so let's. When Hooker was there, about? well, when Hooker, let's more about what this line linebacker position would look like. Like, who are the front runners now? If you move Jones, who a year ago he was the front runner to be the middle linebacker. In fact, he started the season, mm-hmm. um, and they talked over and over about his athletic ability and how great he was. Slide him now to that front four three whatever it is. That creates a vacuum now, Chad. What happens behind it? Well, Mark. Uh... Wrote a story on this, uh, so you probably have a little more details from the players themselves. But the 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 gist that Seth Wallace kind of communicated was they have four guys at the top of that depth chart for the middle, and probably the names you know: Christian Welch, Jamin Colbert, um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Nick Neiman. Yeah, Nick Neiman has yeah. moved inside now for the most part, um, and then of course Dylan Doyle, a guy we've you know heard really good things about. So uh, those would be the top four. Um, for two spots. For two spots. And then, I don't know if you caught this, Mark, but uh, Wallace did say it doesn't always have to be Jones out there in that 3-4 look. It can be Welch or Neiman. So, mm-hmm. uh, to me, that makes it just sound like another outside linebacker. All right, but, so who's in that cash spot that Hooker played oh, yeah. last year? Uh, that Ojemudia and DJ okay. Michael Ojemudia and DJ, DJ Johnson, Johnson were the only two he mentioned yesterday. Now, when I talked to Phil Parker last month, two months ago now, it's February, uh, he mentioned Matt Hankins as a possibility there, um, but I kind of got a feeling they're going to leave him at corner. But anyway, I don't know. Do, Mark, did you have anything to add to the linebacker thing? Because you talked to several of those guys. Did they offer anything? Well, in I, just, terms of I mean, the thing I got is that they they uh, did not want to talk a lot about the cash thing. I think they realize now that there's just a lot more pressure on them to perform in camp now because there's just, there's the third fewer starting spots now, and they still have. Like they got seventeen linebackers on this roster right now. Holy listed as linebackers now, but not on scholarship, <laughs> of course. But that's just—I uh, mean, a lot of those guys will be special teamers. But uh, you know, you talked. I mean, Neiman basically said, "I don't want to come here and just play twenty percent of the snaps." I mean, I, you know, so I got to move inside now, and it's a, it's a pretty big change for him. And I mean, obviously, he's up for the competition. But uh, you, know, you talked to Welch, I talked to Colbert. They're all—I think they're all kind of feeling it. Like this is a, this is a really big suddenly a much tougher competition than they thought it was going to be, and certainly more much more intense than it was mm-hmm. last year. At this time, so, changes recruiting too. I mean, they're feeling it, yeah. and Wall- and Wallace didn't tamp that down either. I mean, we basically asked that question, and he's kind of said, "Yeah, I mean, everybody's everybody's moving to the middle." I mean, that's that's where they got to be because the, the cast position is pretty much here to stay. And I mean, he said at least at least eighty percent of the time, he thought, and I think maybe even more than that. So, yeah, it would just be Wisconsin and Michigan probably on this year's schedule. That would, right. That would Who, play uh, who's heavier. the most Who's the most interesting player you interviewed on Tuesday, Mark? Wow. Um, I thought Neiman was pretty interesting just because he was kind of open about about uh, 
you know, what, what he's facing here. I mean, you could just tell that there's a, I think I used the word strain in my story, but I, maybe that was a little harsh, but you, I mean, I could have sense it now. This is, uh, this is really serious for these guys. This is, uh, you know, he, he had that job on the outside last year for the, for the first four games. And obviously he was the one that lost it with that, that play against Wisconsin is what opened the coach's eyes, that touchdown he allowed there, um, to the fact they needed to get Hooker out there. So, um, yeah, I, I thought he was pretty interesting. I think he's, he's, uh, He's going to have a really interesting spring and summer. I'll be curious to see what happens with him. Chad, did you have one that jumped out at you or an interesting uh, tidbit? Uh, Keith Duncan was awesome. I can't, him, no. I'm going to probably write about him later next week. I thought that uh, was Mark's beat. Uh, no, I took it from I him. Know. He was talking to the linebackers. I, I, uh, I, I snuck him. around and there he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. I will get into him. I, I promise I'll get into him more next week. Uh but AJ Epinesa, I talked to him for a really long time. Um, I got a story coming out in Sunday's Register, barring a major coaching search. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, what a fascinating guy! I mean, here's he's facing his first college start here coming up, uh, and he's essentially, you know, top ten NFL draft pick in 2020. I mean, unless something crazy happens. I did see uh, one, some national publication post a thing that said, man, this kid, they got a chance to sit down with him, I think, yesterday, and, and post, like, man, this kid's really impressive. All the things you and Mark have said about him now for a couple of years. Yeah, just his, uh, yeah, I mean, we've said this for a long time, but just his humility, his, uh, just his, the way he acts. I mean, he, he definitely does not act like a five-star elite recruit, and this is... This is a guy that Hawkeye fans are going to love watching, probably for just one more year. <laughs> um, uh, he he's just trying to enjoy. He he said he's just trying to enjoy this next year. Because, I mean, I think he knows that the writing is on the wall. He's going to have to go pro after this year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch him in twelve, thirteen games this year. I'm fifteen, right? Fifteen. Yeah, sorry. fifteen. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> and then I figure you get invited to some sort of international competition after you go fifteen and zero. I mean, <laughs> Mark, is there you, you? We talked earlier about Kelvin Bell and that uh, the switch that's happening with Amani Jones. Is he feeling any extra pressure here? It didn't seem like it actually. I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's he was uh, there for three years working alongside of Reese, I'm sure has helped. He actually was the specific coach for the defensive ends. So when I talked to FNS and Golson, they basically said, you know, they, they know all about long this guy was the, the guy to replace Reese Morgan. In fact, uh, Chauncey Golson told me he never even worried about it when he heard that Reese was retiring. He knew exactly who was going to be a replacement. And they're, they're very comfortable with with Kelvin. He's very comfortable, I think, with the players in this program. Obviously, you know, he's been here seven years as a coach, but he also played here. Uh, he has two degrees in this university. I think he just he feels like he needs to uphold kind of the tradition of the defensive line here, but I think he's probably the right guy to do that. Chad, do you have any guys that you think we should be watching for, guys that we haven't talked about before that might uh, might surprise us? Yeah, one thing I kind of got into um, with my coverage yesterday with, that maybe we can expand on briefly. I know we're out of time, but uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz last week seemed very nervous about defensive line rotation. I, mean, I came out of yesterday thinking they've got a lot of options here all of a sudden, especially moving Jones up. Uh, they spoke very highly of of Davion Nixon in terms of his character. I, I feel pretty confident that he's gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna do everything they can to get him on the field. Yeah. So add those two guys, you're up to six. They got that Zach Van Valkenburg coming in um, as a grad transfer with two years eligibility. Sounds like he's gonna play right away at either defensive end or tackle. So that's seven. And then uh, we heard and, good, and it'll feel like eight because his name's so long. Yeah. <laughs> and then we heard pretty, you know. 
uh, encouraging things I would say about John Wagner, the yeah, local kid yeah. here from Dowling. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Noah Shannon, a, a big did, defensive tackle. He did show up. John Wagner did show up on that second line in that depth yeah, chart we saw. A couple yeah, weeks defensive ago. end. Oh. He's he's gained. He's up to two hundred sixty-seven pounds, six-five. So, I mean, oh. it's a redshirt freshman with a lot was highly recruited. I mean, I can see seven or eight guys there. I mean. Maybe. I mean, a lot of stuff has to pan out. I mean, Jones has to pan out. Nixon has to pan out. But you can see him getting there. I think that that, that was one of the more encouraging takeaways out of yesterday. Mark, any names that you'd add to the list that you think could uh, could be intriguing this season? Well, he certainly went out of his way to talk about Austin Schulte, too. He's another guy that he said has actually mm. been working some with the ones here in the spring. and so. But it, it, not necessarily in terms of is he going to be one of those top eight. I think he's going to get a chance to be, but... Uh, just about how much everybody respects him and looks up to him in that room, even though he's you know never really played. So he was very complimentary of uh, Mr. Schulte. I will tell you, I feel like there is a local connection to John Wagner, and I do oh, think yeah. if 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 given a shot, you're going to get a lot of people in Central Iowa that are going to be pulling for that young man out of Dowling. I yeah. think that I mean, the chance that he makes an impact, Chad, or is it? it I mean, he's oh, yeah. obviously ways behind Evanessa. Yeah, I mean, he. If I think that's what the beauty of this eight, if they can get to eight man rotation, is you get guys. You know, cups of coffee to use a baseball term. Yeah. Uh, so if he can get a little experience this year, we know Epines is probably going to be gone after this year. So might be <laughs> get him ready. Turn a, a year from now, yeah. I might be talking about that. Mark, thanks, man. Great job as always. Have fun up at the Final Four. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Chad, thanks for setting up another really fun one for us here, man. This was yeah. uh, a great show. Coming up next, Iowa Wild Hockey taking the air here at six forty-five. Joe O'Donnell will be in your ears in a moment here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.